Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of taking out from the Orna Kodesh two Sifrei Torah. The first Sefer Torah is that of the Parshas HaShavua, Parshas Shmini, which according to the Chinuch contains six positive mitzvos and 11 restrictions. And from the second half of the parsha, we have the Parshas Porah, the 19th chapter of the book of Bamidbar, where we read about the chok of the Porah Aduma and the reminder to the Jewish people that on Shabbos Mevorachim Nisan, that Pesach is, quote, around the corner, and therefore it is necessary for Klal Yisrael to become and familiar and ever remind themselves of the laws of purity and impurity, because in the past we had to participate in the Korban Pesach, and please God, as we read Parshas Porah, the second Torah, the Shabbos, it fills us with optimism that Emir Tzashem is going to be that third base Hamigdash. Very exciting. Now, Parsha Shmini can be neatly divided into two parts. The first part deals with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Shekhinah, moving into the community of man, an incredible accomplishment. In reality, when the rabbis suggest different reasons why HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. And one of them is that he wanted Dira, a habitation, Bitachtonim, down here in this world. It actually takes place in this week's parsha, And the Torah tells us at the end of chapter 9, the last pasuk, Literally, a fire went forth from before Hashem, and it consumed the korban ola and the fats that were on the altar. The people saw this, they sang happy songs, Literally, they fell on their face. The idea is they saw a manifestation of Hashem literally moving in to their community. I'd like to, however, discuss the last two words of the opening Pasuk of Parshas Shmini. The first Pasuk reads, Vahibayom HaShmini, and it was on the eighth day. And Rashi tells us 
This is the eighth day following the seven days of Miluim, following the seven days of the inaugural ceremony whereby the Kohanim were uh, watching Moshe, who uh, brought the Korbanos during the seven days of preparation. And now, the eighth day, and reminder that the eighth is Lamalo Minateva, supernatural, that God should reside among man. So on the eighth day, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, Kora Moshe, Moshe called the Aaron Ulevanov to Aaron and his sons. And that makes sense. Why? Because Aaron and his sons were the ones who were going to bring the various korbanos. But the verse concludes, Ulezikne Yisrael, and to the elders of Israel. Now the question is, why? Why is Moshe calling for the elders at this time? So one could answer, to give honor, to give kavod to the Zakanim, and picture the very special proceedings that are happening. And the Torah says that we made a dais, we made a special place up front for the elders to whom we honor. However, I'd like to share with you a very insightful comment of the Be'er Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Salant, who gives us a very fascinating explanation as to why the elders are included in Pasuk 1. If we look a little bit further, the Torah tells us, starting with Pasuk 2, going to Pasuk 3, which korbanos who had to bring. Aaron had to bring an eagle, a calf, lechatos, <coughs> as a sin offering. And our rabbis tell us this was to atone for his going along with the people and his participation in the sin of the golden calf. Though he tried to delay, and though he was trying all different tactics that they shouldn't come to idolatry, Aaron bears, as we know from Pasha's Kisisa, some of the guilt of the sin of the golden calf, and therefore he brings a seir izim. And the Torah tells us that the Jewish people, they had to bring a seir izim, a goat, lechatos, as a sin offering, and they too had to bring an egel, a calf, as a korban ola, an elevation offering. Now, the Jewish people are bringing the seir izim, the goat, to atone for the sin of the sale of Yosef. The Torah tells us in Parshas Vayeshev that the brothers, after they throw Yosef in the pit and they sell him, on the way back, 
they take a goat, they slaughter it, and they dip Yosef's coat in the blood of the goat. Because a goat's blood is the one which is most similar to that of a human. So they attempt to trick their father by slaughtering the goat. And therefore, B'nai Yisrael have to bring a Seir Izim, a goat, to atone for the sale of Yosef. And as well, they bring an Egel for their participation in the golden calf. What the Torah is saying is that before we can go further, before we can have the, res- the special relationship with Hashem, we first need to clean up the act and get rid and atone for the sins that came before. So we atone for the sin of the golden calf and the sin of the sale of Yosef. Says the Be'er Yosef very sharply, what was at the root of these two sins? The common denominator is that in both situations they rejected the opinions and the teachings of the elders, the Zakanim. If we go back to the sale of Yosef, the Sapurno says what motivated the brothers to act in this way. They deemed Yosef to be a Rodev, one who is pursuing them. And the Halacha says, if someone is coming to kill you, you can rise up and kill them first. Now, they reasoned as follows. Abraham, Avram Avinu, had two sons, Yishmael and Yitzchak. Yishmael was out, Avram sent him away, Yitzchak was in. Yitzchak had two sons, Esav and Yaakov. Esav was out, and Yitzchak was in. Now, Yaakov has 12 sons, and he favors Yosef. They were only afraid that Yosef would be in, and they would be out. They looked, therefore, at Yosef as a spiritual threat to their existence, and therefore they decided on their own to sell him, get rid of him, etc. What did they not do? They did not ask the elders of the day. If they weren't going to go to Yaakov, because he was, quote, Nogea Bidavar, he was involved in this, favoring Yosef, Yitzchak Ovinu was still alive. The Bezdin of shame and Aver was still functioning. They could have, should have gone, but they did not go to consult the Zakanim. When it came to the sin of the golden calf, Moshe at the end of Mishpatim says, I'm going up. If there are any problems, go to Aaron and Chor. There was a terrible problem. They miscalculate. They think Moshe is dead. Instead of going to Aaron and Chor and saying, what should we do? They come to Aaron and Chor and say, make for us a god. Says Chor, what are you, crazy? And they kill Chor. So instead of listening to the elders, they reject the elders. 
Moshe, therefore, on the opening Pasuk says, in order for us to function, we have to realize who our teachers are. We have to venerate them. We have to put them up front. We have to realize that our success is based upon our teachers. And indeed, the Medrash Rabbah on this Pasuk, on the verse, and these two words, Umizikne Yisrael, Rabbi Akiva taught, Nimshalu Yisrael la'of, the Jewish people are compared to the bird, in Shirashirim, Yonasi, Ma ha'of hazeh, just as the bird, Eino poreach belokinofayim, cannot fly without wings, so too, Kach Yisrael, so too the Jewish nation, they too can't function and accomplish and soar the Jewish people without their teachers, without their elders. This is such a powerful idea that the root of the sins were, and indeed the second Sefer that we have, the Pora uh, Aduma, Rashi teaches us that to what may it be compared bringing the cow, the mother of the calf, as an example, he brings that just as a young child dirties the palace, the mother, who is a shifcha, a maidservant, what does she do? Comes and clean up the mess? So too here, the cow, the para, is coming to clean up the mess of the agel, the sin whereby they rejected the um, elders. The important lesson that comes out of this is, as we find in the first chapter of Avos, Mishnah Vav, Rabbi Yeshua ben Prachya says, Aseilachorav, you must have a teacher. And Rabbi Yonah says, you need a teacher first and foremost to teach you Torah because you remember what you learn from your teacher more than what you learn on your own. You need a Rebbe, a teacher for Psakalacha to know what to do because you can't, explains the Rashbam, be Madama, compare one thing to another on your own. And even if you were to turn to Rabbi Google, and he'll tell you what the halacha is, Rabbi Google doesn't have that broad perspective. Rabbi Google lacks that human capacity to see the total picture. He only sees the specifics that you're feeding into it. And this is such an important and challenging issue that we have today, the people are going to Rabbi Google and are not going to Asay Lecha Rav. The Medrashu Shmuel says the reason why Asay Lecha Rav, because a person cannot assess his own situation. He needs to be Shoel Eitzah from an objective. A person is subjective about himself. And the Interestingly, even if you think you know more than the person, says the Teferis Yisrael, you still need a Rav. And the Rambam says a very important idea, that you need a Rav. Why? Because that which you're going to learn from your teacher 
is going to be greater lasting than that which you learn on your own. A very important idea. And we suffer today from this terrible mindset that too often the younger generation feels that they know more and they don't need and just as we find at the end of Parshas Kisavo that Moshe says to the Jewish people it's not until the end of the 40 years and Rashi brings that literally it takes almost 40 years for the student to appreciate the wisdom of his teacher as found in the Gemara Avodah Zarah 5b this very important lesson of the Zikne Yisrael is not simply describing for us the deus, but is telling us how we personally and communally have to live our lives. Asay l'cha rav. Shabbat shalom to all.